0: Welcome back to another episode of Two Guys, One Plant podcast. We are the fortnightly podcast that uh, deep dives into different vegetables, fruits, and spices. Each week, we talk about the history, we talk about nutrition, we talk about medicinal uses, cooking with it, growing with it, and all the fun things to do with all these different cool things in the plant kingdom. My name is Simon Hall, and my counterpart, who I have not seen for the best part of this year, is Tim Akerman G'day, g'day, g'day. Hello, How are mate? you, mate? Yeah, good. Um, I Ooh. mean, you know... Life,
1: life rolls on as we, uh, yeah. you know, uh, navigate the, uh, the back blocks of our homes because we're yes. locked in. I, I was, know.
0: I was gonna say. So, how's your house this week? <laughs> <laughs> yep, uh, cleaner than last week. <laughs> oh, well, that's a plus. Mine oh, is
1: mate, not as clean as last. Mate, week. the highlight of my since <laughs> since the last episode, the highlight. I bought a steam mop. That is the highlight. Ooh, yeah, fifteen and one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. spent spent my Sunday uh, cleaning the bathroom. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and how was that? Actually, it's quite an impressive piece of equipment.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Cool.
1: We're having trouble getting the grout clean, and
0: oh, I can have that trouble with that as well.
1: Uh, and then because we don't clean it probably as often as some people do, it doesn't clean up the way it should because you haven't cleaned it as often as you should, and. How often are you supposed to clean it? I don't know, but we probably don't do it as
0: often as, as I don't know. I feel like me asking how often are you supposed to do it <laughs> means that I don't clean it enough. <laughs> but it it worked really well. We
1: had it. There's like a ste- little steamy attachment that blows the steam in the grout and a little brush, no. and uh, I came up came up smick. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So worth it. Uh, yeah, it was, we we both joked that it was worth it just for this because oh, we yeah. we also got it so we could do the all the floors in the house, you know, with a yep, yep. A, a toddler that's crawling around and mm. a dog, and you know, like just trying to keep the floors a bit cleaner and yeah, yeah, and then we yep, yeah, steam. Well, Chris did all the floors and that. And, mm. yeah, no, worked wow, out. Mm.
0: how exciting! so oh, so exciting. <laughs> so exciting. Yeah. yeah, how is this for sick content? Mm, oh, I know. <laughs> what? What was her sick on the floor? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> well, good thing you've got that steam mop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing's really changed for me either between uh, home and the workplace. It's, uh, you know, I think actually we're pretty lucky that we live close enough to the beach that we can sort of stay within our five kilometer radius and uh, get to the beach. So we've yeah, been. Frequenting that uh, good place to ground it yourself. Oh man, I miss I miss the beach so much. Miss it. Yeah, won't be long, mate, and you'll be back there with a vengeance. Yep, definitely. Mm. With with the little man, he can enjoy it as well. Yeah. yeah uh henley's starting to like play a lot with the sand and and today tried to eat seaweed and shells yeah. good iodine for him <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> apart from the fact that it's been on the shore for a while ah, forget about that how many people have been uh walking past there and uh,
1: that's good 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 bacteria anyway. it'll help his
0: immune system yes absolutely before it kills him. Anyway, uh, no, it was good. It's uh, it's nice and fun. Look, uh, we've got an exciting episode today. Mm, what are we Star doing? Star and East.
1: Star and East.
0: Yeah. So a uh, little confession here. I thought it was Star and, Ye- and East. <laughs> <laughs> Star which, in the East. Yeah. Well, which, you know, if if we're really honest about this, uh, and I'm going to get into this with a history it's pretty accurate if you if they called it Star in East, like oh, okay. the Star in the ah, East, because yeah. it yeah where, where, well, where? I'm not giving anything away, but it originated in China. So oh, you just gave it away. I didn't know. Damn. Well, yeah, well, you'll survive. Ah, oh, man. Hmm. Spoiler well, alert. Yeah, another spoiler alert. If you hear clinking of ice, mm. it's because I'm drinking gin while we have this episode. <laughs> And Tim is drinking wine because, well, because we're at home and we haven't been able to do this podcast face-to-face for... Because COVID. Yes. (laughs) So I apologise and I'll try to keep it down. Mm, Keep it to a minimum. Yeah. Well, this is actually a really good gin drink because it's got uh, blackberry liqueur in it. So it's a bramble uh, and lemon. Mm. So blackberry and lemon, I thought it would be fitting for... And plus gin is made from juniper berries, so yeah yep. lots of good things lots mm. of plants in my drink and you've got a whole bunch of grapes <laughs> it's a fruit salad mm. yeah, yeah. Oh, oh fruit salad <laughs> is there notes of banana in your uh in yep. your wine <laughs> this evening
1: yeah everything mm-hmm. mm. but all um, of the fruits
0: well hey can we now that we're talking about um, alcohols. Can we run mm-hmm. into the weird facts or, or crazy oh. facts about star East? I'm just like jumping straight in no, right now. No, go for it. Go yeah, for it. Yeah. Cause I want to start with my first one. Cool. Which I hope you don't have, but we'll see. Uh, no, I probably, so, yeah. The liqueurs Absinthe, Sambuca, mm. which we're, uh, are you a fan of Sambuca? Um, yeah, 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 it's, yeah. And Pastis. All are infused with star anise flavouring. Mm. Yeah, because it's that that kind of licoricey. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Although it's a sweeter a sweeter type of licorice. Yeah, uh, licorice flavour. But yeah, absinthe. Um, I love absinthe as well. Uh, and absinthe pairs really well with sugar. So they used to melt sugar into absinthe, like back in the day. You still do it these days as well. Um, but yeah. There, there you go. Sambuca, I prefer my some...
1: sugar around the rim of the glass while I drink.
0: Do you? <laughs> wow. <Yeah>. Something fancy. <laughs> is it sugar that they put around there? No, salt? I don't know. Oh, salt. Salt. I was just
1: making shit up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think you're talking about margaritas and that's what? salt that they put around the edge, isn't it? Uh, so I, I, think, I
1: think I've seen a bit both. No, I, well, tequila oh. is salt, lemon and salt. Yeah. But I I've, I've seen definitely seen cocktails where they have um sugar, sugar. And they, yeah the glass
0: and the sugar. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, cool.
0: Mm. What's what's your fact?
1: <laughs> well, mine kind of uh plays into the the growing that I'm going to do at the end, but um I you I've said this a lot, but star anise I knew nothing about. I just yeah. I've, I use it in cooking. But that's it. I, I didn't even know what the plant looked like that it grew on. Nothing. Um, so I found this quite interesting that a, a star anise tree, and for those who didn't know that it, it grows on a tree, yep. um, they they actually take six to seven years before they fruit. Yes. But, <laughs> but the productive life of that tree is up to 100 years. And I, that's just crazy—a hundred years worth of of um, fruit coming off it.
0: Yeah, and look, um, I was going to talk about this in the um, history, and I still will touch on it really briefly. But uh, it's actually an evergreen as well. Mm. Yeah, which yeah. If, for those who don't know, an evergreen basically means that the the leaves stay green the whole time. Yeah, it's not it's not deciduous,
1: so they don't fall off in autumn. And,
0: yeah, yeah, which is cool. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Your turn. Come on. Yeah. Okay. So there's actually a synthetic way to manufacture, um, star anise, which, uh, has this, uh, acid inside of it called, uh, shikimic. Uh,
1: uh, I'm going to talk about that. Shikimic. Yeah.
0: Yep. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, am I taking this? Uh, I'm talking about it in medicine. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, basically it contains this acid called, uh, shikimic. Yeah. Um, which is one of the primary components of uh, the What drug. I'm going to talk about. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about it. Well, I'm not but, going to say what it is. It's a primary thing of a drug mm, that does was, something. Pharmaceutical companies like it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah okay, cool.
1: I thought you were Sorry. saying that. I thought you were going into the fact that synthetic, synthetic way. way <laughs> Sorry, no, no. I went straight mm. sideways into your you, stuff. You totally, you, you did like a, a dummy. You were like, "Look over here," and you went that way. Yeah,
0: that's, <laughs> that's exactly right.
1: Uh, do you have anything else? Yeah, I've just got one more. Really basic. Um, anise is not star anise. That is correct,
0: and I'm going to yep. talk about that too. Yourself. Oh, cool. <laughs> God damn it. Well, I've got one more for Hello, you. Hello, I'm right over now. here. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this time we've just taken each other's work. Mm. Um, did you know that it's one of the five spices in the Chinese five spice? I uh, did not. Uh, uh, no, yeah. no, no, I definitely didn't know that. Yeah, yeah so it's one of the Chinese, uh, one of the spices in the, yeah, have you bought the five I've, spice I've got, before? I've got it in the cupboard, yep. yeah. Yeah, so we uh, actually, we
1: used it the other day for something.
0: Yeah. 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 So uh the other ingredients in it is cloves, cinnamon fennel and Sichuan peppercorns. There you go. Yeah. yeah. And star anise is the other one in the five spices. There you go. Mm. I'm just trying to
1: think what we cooked. I can't remember.
0: Anyway. Probably a curry. Probably.
1: Uh no, it was a vegetable stew maybe? I don't know. Anyway. Hmm. Oh no, we did a stir fry. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, with star anise. Yeah, no, with a Chinese five spice. Yep. Ah, well, with star anise, it was delicious. Yeah, Chinese five yeah. spice is, is delicious, mm. and I feel like it's often overlooked. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't particularly use it that often, but I probably should. Well, it's funny because
1: Chris was cooking, and then. Um, I was just playing with you and she goes, do we have Chinese fire spice? I'm like, yeah, it's in it's in the cupboard. And she goes, where? And I went, it'll be right at the back down the bottom
0: because <laughs> we haven't used it in ages. Yep. Well, yeah, i just thinking about those ingredients like cloves, Sichuan peppercorns, fennel. I mean, I love all those spices. So
1: I have all of those as separate spices as well. I didn't mm. really thought about it. Mate, yeah. you could do your own.
0: Yeah. Mm. Uh well, should we get into the history? Yeah, man. I'm keen. Okay. Keen like Dijon. <clears throat> <laughs> and seated like a mustard. <laughs> well, this is the history of Star and East. Now it's a reasonably short Wait. Star, in- or
1: star, star in Star in the East, yeah. <laughs>
0: This is the history of the star in the east. (laughs) Uh, Now, it's a relatively short history here, but I've bumped it out a little bit with some tangents, which are fun tangents, uh, which I think I'll I'll enjoy. I'll I'll be the judge of that. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, let's get into it then, shall we? (laughs) Okay. So the star in the east, Sorry. The star uh, in the East <laughs> the star in the East is native to southern China and Vietnam. It dates back about uh, to about 100 BC so uh, relatively old 100 BC is still you know about 3,000 years so uh, roughly um, so I mean it is relatively old but not crazy old, like some of the other things that we've yeah, spoken it kind about. of falls in the middle of
1: stuff yeah. we've spoken about. Yeah. Yeah.
0: One could almost say that uh, it almost was around, it came into fruition when Christ came into fruition. Anyway, okay. So uh, these days, Star Anise is actually grown mostly exclusively in Southern China, uh, Indochina and Japan. Now, uh, star anise is, the Latin name for them is uh, Elysium verum, uh, which is the Chinese star anise. Um, But it's really important that you distinguish it between uh, Elysium verum and the Japanese star anise, which is Elysium anastatum. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that in medicine. Yeah, Cool. Well, I'm only just touching on it really cool. quickly here. Yeah. So uh, the Elysium anastatum, the Japanese tharanese, is actually really toxic. Mm. Uh, so the the fruit's not edible. Uh, instead, they actually dry it and use the powdered leaves as incense in Japan. Okay. Um, again, its branches, though, uh, are evergreen leaves um, and actually, Japanese Buddhists uh, hold the Japanese star anise um, tree um, as like highly sacred because its ability to stay fresh even after they prune it. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, um, but something that you should avoid is eating Japanese star anise. Yep. Or just look for the Latin name when you're buying it at the supermarket.
1: Yeah. So, excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs>
0: excuse me. Person, do you work here? Do you have the Elysium? verum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not after Elysium and Estatum, please. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure that they would take really well to that. Okay. So, uh, the evergreen. Um, so, uh, you said it takes about six to s- to seven years to produce the fruit. To, yeah, to, to before it starts to kind of bearing fruit. Yeah. 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 Um, So, you know, it takes a a long time to actually produce this seed. Um, Now, the reason that it's only pretty much grown in southern China and Indochina and and those areas is because it's actually really difficult to transplant the tree, Mm -hmm. which I'm not sure if you're going to talk about this in the growing. I'm going to talk about
1: climate, which is another reason. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So really hard to transplant which, I mean, propagation is basically how trees uh, move throughout the world other than digging up the whole thing. And, I mean, a really good example of that is the hus avocado, which Mm. we spoke about. There's this one tree in America that basically started every single hus tree in the world um, just through propagation and, and transplant. So, uh The fact that you can't do that with this tree is, you know, kind of mm. unique, I guess. Yeah. So the pods are shaped with eight arms. Now in China, eight is a symbol of luck, the number eight. Yeah. So actually they believed the, the the star anise was a sign of good luck, mm. Mm. which is pretty cool. Um. Now, this spice was first introduced into Europe in 1578. Yeah, that's a long interval. Yes, Mm -hmm. a very long interval. Now, I would put that down to, one, difficulty of transplanting the tree.
1: Um,
0: And two, probably uh, they just weren't taking the fresh versions of it anywhere and maybe they didn't know about the, the dried versions of it for a long time Um, because we know, you know, trade routes, Mm. um, usually that's how it came across to other areas. And, you know, sailing to different lands only started happening around that time. Age of exploration. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, introducing to Europe in 1578, and this was by uh, an English sailor by the name of Sir Thomas Cavendish. Now, he brought Staranese to Europe uh, via the Philippines, uh, which is why a lot of Europeans actually thought it was from the Philippines rather than China. Now, sidebar. We're going to talk about Sir Thomas Cavendish really quickly. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So he was born in 1560 and he died in 1592. Okay, so he wasn't very old. He was 32 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Now he was known as the navigator. Like Mm -hmm. that was his thing. Yeah. Because he was the first person who deliberately tried to uh, circumnavigate the globe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now there were a couple of people before him, like uh, Sir Francis Drake, who um, ended up circumnavigating the globe, but it wasn't on purpose. It was an Mm -hmm. accident. Yeah. So, but the really weird part about this, and this is uh, not usually when people say we're going to go circumnavigate the globe, they they said uh, we're going off to raid Spanish towns and circumnavigate the globe, the globe. Oh, uh, of course, because that's yeah, yeah, that's what you do. Of course, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so in his first trip, where he successfully circumnavigated the globe. Um, He captured, he he became very rich from that. And when when he got back to England, he was 28 years old. Jesus. I know. (laughs) Like talk about excelling early, hey? Um, Well,
1: you had to peak early because short life.
0: (laughs) Correct. Um, Now he captured a whole lot of Spanish gold and silk and treasure um, from the Pacific and also from the Philippines Uh, His richest prize that he captured on his journey was a 600-tonne sailing ship. Uh, I'll take that. Thanks very much. I know. The Manila Galleon, which was the uh, Santa Ana. Uh, And when he got back, he was knighted by Queen Elizabeth I. Uh, And then he later on, a couple of years later, he set out on his second trip to circumnavigate the globe again and raid the spanish towns because it made him rich the first time and he died at sea at the mm. age of 31. probably died of scurvy could be not enough oranges yeah get on it they
1: hadn't had they didn't have they didn't have it then did they
0: no it was a bit after that it was the i 1600s, think so was it? Yeah. yeah well i think scurvy was around before yeah, yeah that, but they, but they didn't out. know what it was yeah yeah. Um, so, interesting fact. Mm. How long do you think it took them to go around the world? Well, see, this is—I'll uh, get—I'll
1: get to that answer. But um,
0: <laughs> okay,
1: when you when you were like, you know, he was born in 1560 and died in 1590, whatever. And I was like, yeah. damn, he was young. My yeah. mind immediately went to how long were the sailing expedition? Yeah, because. Yeah. They would they would have taken a long time and he was young, so mm-hmm. he would have had to start young. Yeah. So around the world, oh man. Yeah. I, I actually have no idea. So I'm gonna just guess that okay. uh maybe maybe ten months. Okay.
0: Longer. So in the years. Two years and forty-nine days. Jeez. Yeah. Which means he set off on this journey when he was twenty-six years old to captain a ship and go around the world.
1: 26.
0: Yeah. And usually these expeditions weren't just in one ship. They usually went with a fleet, a couple of different ships. Um, But interestingly, he only returned, I believe, with one ship and that other ship that he kind of took. Ah,
1: that dodgy bastard actually turned
0: up with less (laughs) than he started with. Correct. That's right. Oh, look what I got. (laughs) Diversion. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> hey, everybody, look what I <laughs> captured. He's like, uh, didn't you leave with two ships? And he's like, yeah, we returned with two ships. What are you talking about? I don't know what saying. <laughs> um, it looks different. No, 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 no. It's just your eyes.
1: It's, a yeah, 26. I oh, just think back to when I was 26. Mm. I bought a business. Yeah, well done. So, I don't know, setting off on a journey like that, it's epic. Yeah. Especially with the little knowledge they have.
0: Mm, very true. Now, Europe in the 16th century mm. when Star Anise made it there from Sir Thomas, uh, Sir Thomas Cavendish, mm. uh, they used it in syrups and jams and puddings because it had this sweet flavour. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the oil, they actually used the oil from it from a steam extraction and they started using that in commercial drinks. For the aniseed flavor. When they started getting drunk on absinthe. You know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, the uh, so the spices in sort of uh, northern Europe was limited to the desserts and the liqueurs, um, but uh, it also made its way over to Russia and Germany uh, in, in like the 17th century. Now, the reason it made its way over there was because of a guy called um, Carolus Clusius, and he bought star anise fruits in London and then traded them in Europe along the tea route um, v- from China via Russia um, as Siberian cardamoms. <laughs> yeah. Selling snake oil. Yeah, yeah. crazy, huh? Mm. Now, Clusius was an interesting guy as well. So another sidebar, a real quick one. Carolus Clusius. he was a doctor and pioneering botanist and probably one of the most influential of uh, the 16th century in terms of horticulturalists. So he was responsible for the cultivation of a number of plants in Europe, including uh, the horse chestnut, potato, and the tulip, interestingly. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Now, his cultivation of tulips in um, botanical gardens actually laid the foundations of the Dutch tulip bulb industry. Mm. Yeah. Just as
1: I took a sip of wine. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Mm, Very good.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So basically uh, his uh, observations of tulips breaking, which is like... um, it's like this phenomenon discovered in um, the late 19th century to, due to a virus, uh, but this is back in the 1600s that these guys do it. They basically saw that they were breaking and it caused uh, many different uh, feathered and flamed varieties of the tulip. Um, and it actually led to uh, this tulip mania in the 1630s. And Clusius... Basically figured out the whole tulip breeding and and is what they still use. Also, oh, whacking my microphone. Uh, uh, it basically led and laid the foundation for what the bulb industry today looks like. In jeez, in in that's Europe. crazy. Yeah. yeah. So an interesting guy mm. hmm. who brought star anise to uh, Russia. Yeah, that's pretty go. cool. Yeah. yeah. Now, I'm going to move a little bit into Chinese medicine.
1: So I was
0: hoping you would because I hmm. don't go into a lot of detail. Well, there's not a whole lot of detail on it, but basically in traditional Chinese medicine, star anise um, was considered pungent, sweet, warm. Um, uh, So it dispersed the cold, uh, warmed the liver and kidneys, relieved uh, pain and qi. Uh, mm-hmm. Also improved appetite. Uh, they also use that as a digestive aid and a cure for colic. Yeah, yeah. So uh, really interesting, and I believe that star anise is still used today in colic remedies. It is, yes. Mm. Um, a lot of those
1: stuff that you mentioned, uh, there's no, there's no real formal research. Like there's nothing there's nothing out there proving its effectiveness, that there's a lot of anecdotal, plus, you know, Chinese medicine's been using it for a long time for those very things. So, yeah. you know, I'm just not going to go into much detail about them.
0: Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Um, well, there, I couldn't find a lot of detail on it. There's no research into it. No. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's actually where the end of history happens is... Yeah you know, uh, after I'd spoken about those couple of things, it kind of like that's it. Yep. Now it's just in those areas. There's mm. nothing about it going to the Americas. There was nothing about it anywhere else. Yep. Um, so. It just, it just is. Yeah. So that is the brief and uh, fun history of Star in the East. Hmm. Star in the East. Yeah. I found the two people who distributed it quite yeah. fascinating. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I knew a little bit about Cavendish, but not about uh, yeah. Um,
0: Clausius. Yeah. yeah. I I hadn't I, I don't really go into that much. Uh I usually don't tangent off to people so much, but I find these people like we've spoken about some really interesting people over the course of the podcast, including obviously Pliny. Thomas Jefferson, Jefferson. <laughs> you No, know he was my next guy. Um, you know, and there, there's some other people, there's a yeah, Greek the, physician, Theophrastus, yeah, hippocampus. Yeah. Uh, uh, is it hippocampus? No, <laughs> it's in your brain, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you mean
1: Hippocrates, Hippocrates, the father of modern
0: medicine, <laughs> hippocampus, you know, well, the father of modern medicine, hippocampus, yeah, no, the hippocampus, yeah. yeah well, he used this uh, hippocampus to come yeah. up with it, so give me a yeah, there's a there's a few, um. Yeah. Influential people, yeah, yeah, and we, we've spoken about Catherine the Great and we've spoken about you know lots of different people who have impacted uh the way fruits and vegetables have you know because sometimes it comes down to one person being in an influential position saying, I like this, yeah, I think
1: that's happened in a couple of episodes with like uh mm. King Louis the 14th or something or whatever, yeah. you know, yeah. they've gone, I like this, yeah. Is like some royal decree and yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, which is really fascinating I find that really really fascinating, those things. Mm. Um but yeah, anyway, history done. Nice Mm. dunsky. I didn't
1: get (laughs) Siri (laughs) I love it.
0: Nutrition
1: of Star in the East.
0: I so think that people are going to get really pissed off with us saying star in the east. Or maybe we're starting something. <laughs> I want someone to go into a supermarket and go, hi, I'm looking for the star in the east. Yeah, and like, oh, what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you'll find that over the bakery. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, it's
1: no, I can't even. I can even do it. It's like it's in the bread section, the yeast is
0: rising <laughs> <laughs> uh, now. That's what rises, not the sun. Anyway, fun, cro- <laughs>
1: okay? All right, mm. now, uh, the nutrition, it was this, this, like the history, is going to be condensed, mm. um, because this was. A little bit interesting and different in, in the way that um, it's more about how you use star and E. So when you're looking at the nutritional value,
0: mm.
1: typically, while you, people do consume it, typically it would be, you know, like steeped in a tea or yeah. put into cooking and then removed. Yep. So you're not really normally, you know, maybe let's say eight times out of ten, you probably don't actually consume the the seeds or the fruit. No. Um, unless but, it's ground right yeah yeah but yeah. for the sake of um, continuity across all our episodes I'm mm. going to do a hundred grand value and you can just have a look at what it is even though you would zero chance of actually having hundred <laughs> because if I did the one star it's basically nothing you know like yeah okay it, it's hard to show you what levels are in it until I okay. scale it up and you really start to see the differences in some okay. minerals. Yeah. and that's yeah. really the only reason so you can see Yeah. Um, So 100 grams of of, uh, stars in the east. (laughs) Uh, You've got me. You've got me started. I
0: know. I know.
1: Vitamin A, 6% of your daily value. Uh, Vitamin C, 35% um thiamin 23% riboflavin 17% niacin 15 b6 33 folate 2% b12 there's none so you know decent cross-section of your b complex um you've got 65% of your calcium now this one's interesting 205% iron okay 43% uh 43% magnesium, 44% phosphorus, 41% potassium, 35% zinc, 46% copper, 115% manganese. Uh, so if you were to consume it, there's mm. some pretty reasonable minerals in there, uh, including iron. Um and yes, yeah. yes, a, a
0: reasonable level of vitamins as well. So yeah. I find it interesting because um you know there's not a whole lot of vitamin c and usually how you have star anise is you know steeped in water and mm. with water vitamin soluble. c being water soluble it's mm. so sort of, so it's not there it it's almost like it was made to be steeped mm. Do you know what i mean yep yep um because the iron obviously isn't uh, part of that um but that's really cool I like yeah it's, I mean, it's it's interesting you don't have a lot of it
1: No, you wouldn't. Like when I cook, I maybe use two stars. Yeah. And some of the seeds might fall into the cooking and you eat them, but they generally get removed. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I'm pretty sure you shouldn't be eating.
1: Uh, No, I don't think it's a problem.
0: Well, I don't think it's a problem, but you shouldn't be eating the seeds. whole. like it's not a snack. Oh, no, no. Yeah, no. No, yeah.
1: No. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, the you're probably not going to consume enough to get any real kind of vitamin or mineral uh, benefit from yep. it. But, yep. but just to kind of give give the listeners an idea, um, there are some published reported benefits though of okay. star and E, So I'm just going to go through a few of those things as well. So there's a study in. Um, uh, the phytotherapy research and they they demonstrated that star anise may have some microbial uh properties which shows to be effective against things like bacteria yeast um, types of fungal strains and that sort of thing as well yep so here yeast, <laughs> yeast yeah I like
0: it. just like It attacks itself.
1: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Uh, So there was another study in the Journal of Pharmacology and Phytochemistry, and that looked at um, the polyphenols in uh, extracts of star anise Mm -hmm. and their uh, antioxidant benefit as well. So we talked a lot about antioxidants. Um, And there's a a, um, a really kind of... um, high amount of flavonoids as well. So you've got the flavonoids and the polyphenols with your antioxidant, anti-inflammatory um, benefit. But mm-hmm. you've, uh, the, the uh, polyphenols, are I'm just going to list the names. You've got linalool quercetin, which we've talked about. Yep. Um, anethiol, which is um, responsible for the taste. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned earlier the shikimic acid. Mm-hmm. There's also gallic acid limionine uh and that was it so um all of those kind of add up to give this potent antioxidant anti-inflammatory and the antimicrobial benefits that uh you could get from the star anise that's cool yeah which is uh particularly interesting so there was um uh, an overview done of herbal treatments, and this was published in the Journal of Evidence-Based Complementary and Alternative Medicines. Mm-hmm. And they talk about the anethole, or I don't know even if I'm pronouncing that right, Anethol and the anethol, anethol, I think it is anethol. Um, and this is used in uh, Chinese medicine to to treat rheumatoid arthritis and other ailments like that so we're looking at that anti-inflammatory property again yeah okay um there was also some research that found that uh anathol derived from star anise may inhibit uh the growth of fungi so you know we're talking about that um antimicrobial property as well and that's in certain crops so this was an agricultural research done to try and prevent fungal growth in in crops that farmers are trying to grow yep uh and there was a uh some a study done in test tubes that showed that there were other bio, bioactive compounds in star anise the essential oil um so the, the linalool and another one called terpene and it's it this study showed that they would uh, suppress biofilm so i don't know if you know what biofilm is but um the easiest the easiest connection for me is uh like the dog's bowl of water so if you leave the bowl too long, it gets that green, yep. that green film. That's biofilm, which is just a bacterial growth. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it, it showed that it would suppress biofilm and cell wall formation in infectious fungi for humans. Hmm. Um, wow. Yeah. So it's interesting, as you know, it, this thing noted that there was more research that was needed to understand how to use the starines to treat fungal infections in humans, though. Yeah, so, okay. Uh, but interesting nonetheless. Um, there was some research that showed that star anise extract uh, is as effective as some antibiotics against drug-resistant bacteria. So that was kind of cool. That's really cool. Um, especially when, you know, in the age of antibiotics where we're we just growing drug-resistant bacteria.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because um... correct me if I'm wrong here, but we as humans naturally build up um uh kind of uh, an immunity to um medication if you take it enough i yeah.
1: believe you get you get a tolerance yeah. yeah 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 so i don't know if that applies as a blanket rule for all medication but mm-hmm. i i think it's like a general yeah okay. general thing that happens the body builds up a tolerance
0: yeah, yeah. It's interesting that
1: yeah it is yeah so you know, this there were some studies that were shown that it could be effective in treating um like utis and bacteria of that type uh so that was cool uh and on to the the shikimic acid I, I found this one quite interesting that you were going to talk about but so mm. it is it's the compound that um it has quite strong antiviral properties uh so you know with that in mind the pharmaceutical companies use it as one of their key ingredients in a um, a, flu, a flu medication or influenza medication called mm-hmm. Tamiflu. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's the the shikimic acid is their primary source, and they it's the primary one of the active ingredients. But their primary source is from star and E. So it's actually mm. it's actually used
0: um, quite extensively in the, the pharmaceutical industry. Yeah, wow, that's um, cool. Yeah, so I found so, that really fascinating when I when I saw that, I was like, oh. That's cool. It's
1: it's one of the first things we've come across where there's a a direct and current link to modern pharmaceutical. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I just was going to touch a bit on um, the Chinese and Japanese star anise. So, you know, Chinese is the one that we eat. Um, But, yes, the Japanese um, star anise can be quite toxic and Hmm. – I did a bit of looking in this and it it contains uh, some neurotoxins that lead to things like seizures, hallucinations, and nausea. So Mm. uh, really, really not good.
0: good. Um, I find it really interesting that they use it as incense. mm. Like, Yeah, but you can't consume it. Yeah, Yeah. it must be only when you digest it that it has those um, toxic markers.
1: Yeah. But the I mean I didn't know that there was a Chinese and Japanese star no, as a you know a, a white guy from Australia we probably Asians probably know this you know as a normal normal thing to know because yeah. um they they look almost identical from what I've read. Yeah. Uh, so you really need to know the source of your star to make sure you've got the right one because you don't yeah. want to be eating uh, no. Japanese. Yeah, so it's uh interesting one to kind of uh keep your eye out for and make sure that you know the i mean if you're buying it from the supermarket it's probably not not a big problem but if you if you're yeah. not 100 sure
0: yeah if japanese you're buying it in a packet that's already been ground up for you then yeah. uh, you're probably okay
1: yeah yeah so there actually have been some reports but- of uh, <laughs> fatal reactions to this japanese <laughs> one. yeah so it's uh it's crazy yeah.
0: Again, do yourself a favor, learn the Latin names and make yeah, sure yeah. you use Ask for the Latin names. Seriously. Correct. Yeah. yeah.
1: But um, that, that's, that's a really quick intro into the nutrition and medicine of Star and East. Oh, not yeah. groundbreaking, but uh, no. still well, kind of cool. Not groundbreaking, but like I said, it's the first one that has a direct connection yeah. to pharmaceutical. Yeah. yeah,
0: which is really cool. Mm. Yeah, I found that interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, particularly when it comes to, yeah, I yeah, I like that. It's mm. really cool. Um, well, shall we get on to the cooking? I thought you'd I feel, never push along. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I was going to say something then, but then it left my brain. Mm. I think it left with the gin. <laughs> <laughs> Cooking with star in the east. (laughs) So I wanted to touch on something else that it's closely sort of confused with. So star anise and anise seed, Mm. yeah, they're often confused with each other because of the similar name and also similar taste. Now, the two plants are from different plant families. Yes. Yep. I read this. Yeah. Yeah. So star anise is from the magnolia, whereas anise, the aniseed is from the actually from the parsley family. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Mm. So pretty cool. Now, if we're talking flavour, uh, the flavour is kind of contained in the seeds. Um, so it's very sweet and a little bit licorice-like, so very similar to aniseed as well. Um, in China... Uh, I mentioned this earlier, in China they use it um, as a key ingredient in the five-spice mix, which is cloves, cinnamon, fennel, Sichuan peppers, and star anise. I said it really subtly that it time. did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sure star if you were going to put east. the tea. On. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It only needs a tea on the end, doesn't it? Cool. Anyway. Um, so traditionally it's kind of used in savoury recipes, um yep. but uh, so when we talk about traditionally it was used in soups stews braising broths um but it can actually be used whole or ground now when you use it whole you're usually adding it to liquids when you're simmering something really slowly or braising something um and then you usually take it out before you serve the dish because you don't want anyone chomping down on a star Because Mm. they're actually quite hard. Yeah. Yeah. And you will break a tooth if you try to chomp through that. Even after it's been steeped for such a long time Mm -hmm. in anything that you're cooking, even if it's been in there for hours, it's still quite hard when you pull it out. Yeah. But ground star anise is actually a lot more versatile. Um, But at the same time as it being more versatile, it's also more potent. So you got to be really careful Uh, how you put it into your dishes uh, if you're using ground. So
1: is ground, this is funny, right? Because I've cooked with star anise a lot, Mm -hmm. but only ever whole. Yeah, okay. Never used ground star anise. So would the ground star anise be just the seeds, not the whole thing, or is it the
0: whole thing ground up? I'm pretty sure it's just the seeds ground up. That's
1: why it's so potent. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, Okay, so if you're starting off with a broth, now, Staranese is used in a lot of, as we said, it's from China and also from Vietnam. And I think we kind of skipped over Vietnam, but staranese is actually used as the base for their fur. Did not know that. Yeah. yeah. So usually, what happens, and this is not a fur thing, but um, and for those who don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about faux, a fur. Yeah. Faux <laughs> is fur. It's P-H-O. pronounced fur. O. Correct. With a little little on the Mm. top of it, yeah, Matilda or I don't know, mate, Matilda. Mm. Uh, Okay, so in terms of a broth, so you know, they start with a base broth, then you add onions, soy sauce, and whole star anise, and maybe some Sichuan peppercorns as well. But it's that soy sauce and onion that works really well with the star anise to intensify flavour. Mm. And it works very similar to the way MSG does. Oh, and that stuff's the best. Yeah, yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> we should uh, do an episode <laughs> on MSG. <laughs> we, we can. I'm happy to do that. <laughs> They're umami. Anyway, mm. uh, yeah, I love MSG as well. A lot of people don't like it, but I am a big <laughs> fan. Get it into everything. It's yep. delicious. Anyway, <laughs> whatever. Yep. Um, okay. So what does it taste like? And we we spoke about this really briefly, but basically very strong, distinct flavor, a bit sweet, spicier, similar to licorice, uh, similar to fennel seed as well, Mm. similar to clove. Interestingly, fennel, clove, and star anise are all part of the Chinese five spice, and they all have very similar flavor profiles. Mm. I find that really uh, interesting. Um, now, although it's commonly used in savoury dish, so it pairs really well with citrus. And I don't know if you've had star anise and onion. Um, citrus. Onion. So onions are a citrus now, apparently. Mm, yeah. I need some more gin. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if you've ever had orange uh, with star anise, it's actually it's part of like orange jams, they use star anise in orange jams a yeah, lot. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, but also in like marmalades and things like that, it's, it actually pairs really well with orange. Mm, so That's interesting. Any yes. sort of orange icing with star anise in it as well, mm. delicious. Yep. Okay. Uh, pairs really well with onions as well, uh, cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger, Um, always smaller quantities with those things, but, um, that's usually how it does. Um, let's talk some different recipes, Yeah, because I feel like that's where, uh, you're really going to get the most out of this is if I talk to you about a couple of different recipes that you can use it in. Um, so. It pairs really well. So I don't eat beef, but it pairs really well with with beef um, and red wine. So I would say for this thing, there's a lot of different alternatives out there that are very similar to that. Uh, we love, and I'm talking for you as well, and I don't think I deny anything with this, but we love the Fable. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, Fable yeah. meat, yeah. Um, yeah. which you can buy at, a lot of different supermarkets. I think it's exclusively actually at Woolworths at the Police, moment. But yep. uh, Fable's plant plant-based, plant-based meat really good. So doing some, and I made some pies with the Fable meat and Vegemite a little while ago. But yep. you can do that with red wine and star anise, mm-hmm. which I think would actually be really delicious. Um, obviously, a fur if you wanted to make a noodle soup with fur, it goes really well into that. Uh, they also use it in kind of other noodle soups. So um, I found a Thai noodle soup that used it in in that as well. Um, there's also um, cider that you can do, like mold cider that that works really well with that as well.
1: Yep, yeah, I just it, I was uh, quickly googling because when you said uh, orange and star anise go really mm. well together, mm. well I couldn't directly place anything my brain's going i know this combo i know this combo and i couldn't like i was trying to figure out why i knew it and then of course i google mulled wine mm. and it's oranges cinnamon star anise cloves mm-hmm. cardamom like yeah yeah yeah
0: it's basically chinese five spice wine yeah yeah <laughs> yeah which is crazy yeah i love mulled wine Yeah, Chris and I have made it a couple of times. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, So I also found um, a cool quinoa recipe with star anise uh, carrots, Mm -hmm. which was really cool. It was like an Indian uh, dish from uh, Goa. Yep. So that looks really cool and actually something that I might uh, do, which is really cool. Um, there's also like apple teas that you can make. Uh, I found a uh, a Rococo. So oh, yeah. there Oh, do you know what Rococo is? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Okay.
1: I just got a, like,
0: a. as soon as you said it, I was like, oh, yeah, I know that. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Weird. So for those who don't know, and probably no one Everyone. should know this, it's a spicy ring-shaped biscotti that's eaten uh, in Naples around okay. Christmas time, which is why it's, like, so weird. super weird that you know that. As soon as you said it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, rococo, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's so weird. Anyway, they use a star anise in that as well. So, that, mm. uh, again, you can see that it's, like, blending between uh, really, like, hearty stew-type mm. things and also quite sweet, savoury. I mean, sweet dishes, not the savoury ones. <laughs> yeah. Don't listen to me. Um, I also found it in, an um, like, an Arabic. In Arabic, they, they use this word maha, which refers to a woman with beautiful eyes. Uh, and so this recipe kind of used this. It's called the Maha. Maha is the eye cocktail. Um, so it's a cocktail that uses pomegranate liqueur, uh, vodka, um, white wine, orange juice, and, um, and star anise. In, uh, so what they do is they spice the vodka with Mm. cinnamon star anise green cardamom and caraway seeds Mm. so similar to mulled wine (laughs) very similar yeah absolutely but then they they pair that spice vodka with like these iced berry cubes with uh, mixed berries and sugar syrup with lime juice and lemon juice so i think like that to me sounds amazing. Like mm. a pomegranate liqueur with mm. the spiced vodka with, you know, star anise and cinnamon and, you know, it just all of those things. And then orange juice in it as well, which we all know that goes really well. I mean, orange goes really well with cinnamon as well. So, like mm. a beautiful, um, a beautiful Sym- mix. Symphony of flavors. Yeah. I actually, looking at this and like seeing it, I really want to make it. Mm. And I'm starting to get into, like, pre-mixing cocktails at the moment and waddling and, them for late Packaging them in <laughs> non-alcoholic bottles. Correct. <laughs> Do you know what was really weird? So for context, everyone, I pre-mixed the whole bottle of this uh, gin mix, which is what we're, what I'm drinking at the moment, which is Ramble. Um, but I put it in a Remedy Kombucha uh, mm. bottle and just yep. keep it in the fridge so that we can pour it on ice whenever we want. Uh, we just bought another bottle of the kombucha, which is the exact same bottle. So they sit next to each other in the fridge. And we just got to be really careful about which one you pick up and pour which into your glass right. because you don't want the, anyway. Yeah. Crazy, right? Now, I also found this really cool recipe for uh, banana chai blondies. Ooh, yep. Yeah. Well, blondies are basically like a, uh, like a brownie, I guess you did sort of call them. Yeah. Well, yeah. they're like a brownie, but they're a bit more soft and yeah. crumbly. Anyway, yeah. but this one's got like cannellini beans in it and banana, you know, butter, uh, coconut, star anise, cinnamon, ginger, and cacao nibs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, really cool. Uh, sounds nice. Yeah, it looks delicious. Mm. So uh, that's pretty much, and, uh, you know, as soon as you say star anise and cooking with it, you kind of go, oh, mm, bloody hell, what the hell am I going to do with that? Just chuck it into a curry or something like that. Curry. But I <laughs> but I've specifically have gone with recipes that aren't curries and yep. aren't the typical way that you would use it so that you could see that there are multitude of other ways to do this. It's not yep. just jams and puddings and curries. You can do lots of things with it.
1: Yeah, lots of alcoholic beverages is my takeaway.
0: And I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I guess uh, that's what vodka. lockdown, lockdown. Yeah, famine. I know. I'm gonna make the Dan Murphy's tomorrow. Anyway, okay. Um yeah. I'm gonna go visit the other Dan. That's it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh so that is cooking with a Star in the East.
1: Nice. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I I feel like I and again, say it a lot, but I need to cook with it more. We do use it a bit, but
0: mm.
1: probably could do more, more things with it.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Well, let's move on to growing. Now, let's talk about how to grow with star anise. <laughs> Good idea. Yeah, no. So... You can thought, did you
0: say to grow with star and East? <laughs> <laughs> you grow with it. Grow yeah, of course. Well, because it takes so long. <laughs> because it takes so long. You're actually on a, a journey with it. So, yeah. It's yeah. a big ball of gas burning millions of
1: miles away.
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you can grow it from seed or
1: mm-hmm. um you can grow it from cutting, but uh I'm going to talk about the seeds specifically. Mm-hmm. Um and this is where it gets difficult because it is really confined to a specific region but um, with the seeds it's actually best plant the seeds within three days of harvesting so if you're going to plant
0: oh, wow plant yeah immediately
1: yeah you, you want to plant them straight away you can buy seeds from a, a good nursery um, but they take a lot longer so you know that that six year timeline that I put on it can take longer can take a lot yeah. longer.
0: the tree well measure. I read that it can take up to fifteen years. Yeah,
1: yeah, it can, it can take a long time. Mm. Um, so yeah, you're best to get it from a fresh, freshly harvested plant. So mm-hmm. it kind mm-hmm. of, you know, unless you're going to fly over to China and then fly home quickly. Um, yeah, no. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> Basically, I'm just here to pick my star in the East and yeah. then I'm back on a plane. Yeah, they're waiting at the airport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here you go. He's straight yeah. home, straight into the garden just to plant it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Be good so, luck like, getting through customs going, do you have any plant material to nope. no? No, <laughs> only a star in the east. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, okay. So the um this is interesting, right? So if you if you've actually got seeds that you want to plant. If you get a bowl of water and you fill it, well, just fill it up. Put a bit of water in it. Pour the seeds in there. Mm. If any of the seeds float, they won't grow. So oh. get rid of them. Piss them off. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So it's a really interesting way to kind of just weed out the ones that aren't going to grow properly. Yeah, that's without, clever. Without waiting six years.
0: <laughs> I feel like that's a necessary step. You <laughs> uh, definitely people take note of this. If they funny, if they sink, way. grow them. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, so, in terms of getting the seeds to grow with them, go on. To grow with you. In terms of getting the seeds to propagate, you need a temperature range. And I say range, but it's not really a range between 18 to 20 degrees. So, you want a nice kind of <laughs> That's
0: consistent, not really a
1: range, it? consistent temperature. Okay. Well, this is the thing it grows in these subtropical regions where, you know, probably doesn't um, fluctuate like probably that. Probably doesn't yeah. fluctuate heaps. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but that's just for propagation. So it doesn't have to be year round. It's just to get the seed to grow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, if you have planted in a seed, you want to water it frequently, keep the soil moist, but you want good drainage at the same time. You can grow in a pot or you can grow in a garden bed. You know, it is versatile like that. Um, you know, we did discuss that it was native to Vietnamese and China. So um, because of that, it's, it's the subtropical regions of those places because mm. China's got you know china's like australia i guess where they've got the really big um, variation in climate where they've got you know the hills and then the subtropical yep so this is a subtropical plant um does not like frost at all um not only does it not like frost nothing under minus 10 degrees c okay uh yeah not real happy you can grow it in a cool climate but You know, let's say Melbourne, you would probably like I'm doing with my avocado. Well, not so much now because it's warming up, but
0: yeah,
1: I move it in and out all the time, depending on what the temperature is doing. Yeah, okay, keeping it inside. So you would have to grow it in a pot, you know, somewhere like our climate to get it inside. Or if you've got a greenhouse where you can protect it from frost, you could, you could theoretically grow it in a greenhouse. Okay. Um, that sort of thing. So you could, you, you could grow it in a pot um so it, if it's in a, a subtropical or hotter climate you want partial shade um the tree's not going to do well in the full sun mm-hmm. but if it's a cooler climate you want as much sun as you can give it but then you don't want it to be exposed to those cold dry winds as well so you know it's a um it's a tree that knows what it wants i guess at the end of the day
0: hey yeah
1: that's a good thing yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So they, you know, loamy, well-drained soil. I spoke about. Um, the other thing is when it's growing or when it's young, you can kind of pinch and prune it a little bit, and it'll it'll get really bushy rather than grow in a like up as a tree and get that yeah. kind of bushy low growth. Yep. Uh, you know, I did talk that it could take up to six years to fruit. Uh, interestingly, though, uh, I, and I I didn't really fact check this, but um, what we call the seeds are actually the fruit yeah not the seed so yeah. you know it's funny how as humans we just we call stuff whatever the hell we want to call it and then it sticks <laughs> yes yeah well yeah it's funny it's funny how it works like that
0: yeah it's very, very true i yeah. read that it's a fruit as well so
1: yeah okay but um, it's also
0: so, the seed Fruit seeds seed. in the fruit
1: yeah so it's like um when we did coriander the seeds actually the fruit, and then you break it open, and the seeds mm. are inside. Yeah, correct. Yeah, cool. That's awesome. Um, they're generally harvested unripe, and then um, allowed to like, we call ripen, but they they're kind of sun dried and they're dried out, and so they're harvested green, and then they're dried to that color that we know now, which is that reddish browny kind of bronze type color. Yeah. Okay. Um, and ha- knowing nothing about Star anise. Uh, I did not realize that the trees can actually grow up to eight meters tall. Oh wow! Which is huge because when I don't know why, but I have this kind of not mental block, but whenever I think spice, I think you know just yeah 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 a little something down on the ground or you know that's like, what I think too. Yeah, but this is a fully blown eight meter tall tree. Now that mm. that's at the upper end of the scale, but the normal. The normal kind of size is about three meters-ish, give or take. And then, of course, if you grew it in a pot, it would be a lot smaller.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, but, yeah, that's that's it, man. That's um, that's how to grow star in east. Wow. Yeah. Or that's amazing. How to grow with a star in the east.
0: <laughs> or do you mean how to rise with a star <laughs> in the east? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, that was cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, Very I like it. Yeah. Uh well wow. Another good episode. hmm mm-hmm. Star in the East is covered off. Yep. Yeah. Love it. Wow. Uh well, we've got some some new stuff coming out uh soon. Yep. <laughs> good one. Look, uh I'll be honest with everyone. Tim and both both Tim and I have been kind of swamped with other things. And uh, couple that with the extreme extremity of what uh, staying within five kilometers of your house and not socializing with anyone will do to you. It can be well. It's just it's become quite taxing. It has, yeah, mm-hmm. mentally taxing. And mm-hmm. uh, and we both have new children as well um, mm-hmm. that are both under one year old, so. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that we want to do with the podcast, which we haven't got to yet, but we are getting to. Yeah, Um, We have been doing some planning and there are some more things that we are going to be doing. It's just taking us a little bit of extra time. I tend to say we're doing this and then it doesn't happen as quickly as I'd like it to happen, Hmm. but it doesn't mean that it is not going to happen. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But uh, we look. We really do appreciate the continued support from everyone, and we will continue to make this because we love doing it. Yep, I love uh, about it yeah. every time. Yeah, yeah, and I always get excited about it. Mm. You know, there's there's not one thing, except for snow peas, that I haven't been excited <laughs> about. <laughs> <laughs> No, the Snow peas was okay. It no, actually turned got, out I, to be a really good episode. Yeah. I was because gonna, of you. Yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was all me. Yeah. Well done. Actually, that was the last episode we recorded in person.
0: Was it? Yep.
1: Oh, that's right. We did it I, across
0: I went the to table. House. Oh, my
1: yep. gosh, man. And that was in between lockdowns.
0: <sighs> yep. Look, Matt. I honestly am really looking forward to doing this again face to face because yeah. I think that we're different face to face, whether yeah. we like to admit it or not. I just think, you know, um, being in close proximity to someone with your hair would just be <laughs> exciting. Mate, if we're going to be face to face, this hair will be gone. <laughs> That's a shame. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of hoping that you keep it just for a little bit. Nah, it's gone. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh my gosh. Man. It's, it's so long. It's yeah. crazy. Um, well, look, thank you everyone for listening. We really do appreciate it. And again, lots of things coming slower than I anticipated and Tim anticipated, but we are working on it and we will have something for you really cool very soon. Uh, but until next time, do yourself a favor and go eat some more plants. Mm-hmm we to do, nothing to